So welcome to episode, episode 29. 29. Yay! Um, this is an ep- the episode that uh, we interviewed Kellyanna. I'm so I'm just so <laughs> stoked. I'm 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 still kind of high high from it. Um, but just to give you a little bit of background for those of you who don't know, who haven't been following us and don't know how much we fangirl this woman, um, Kellyanna is this is an American pagan artist um, who's just really known internationally for performing both uh, pagan and Celtic oriented uh, chant and song. Um, and in, in which she evokes a great deal of myth, a great deal of magic and um, ancient times. And we've been, well, I've loved her for, for years, but um, we've been trying to get her on the show since our music episode. Um, and it was, it, it finally came to fruition and it was such a wonderful feeling. Stay tuned to hear some magic. Welcome to the Witchy Wit Podcast, where we look at life through a witchy lens. I'm Kimberlyn. I'm Leilani. At Witchy Wit, we explore current events, ideas, music and books, and experiences in ways that recognize energy and life in everybody and everything. We are both real witches. And we bring two real perspectives through the lens of our different ages, races, and backgrounds. With a healthy skepticism for what we have been told is true, our conversations are raw, candid, and vulnerable. Join us as we cast a spell to uncover what we each know is true in our intuitive, witchy selves. Welcome to our circle. Welcome to episode 29. We have the pleasure of sharing a phenomenal interview with our listeners, with Kellyanna, a pagan musical priestess extraordinaire mm, indeed but before we do that let's talk a little bit about what's going on outside of the podcast <laughs> which it won't be for me but whatever <laughs> so what, what's going on with you so i wanted to share for my check-in that um so it actually is about the interview mm-hmm. but it was that um as i was preparing for the interview i was feeling nervous mm. i was feeling nervous and so I was like, why am I feeling so nervous? I was feeling nervous that she would, uh, like, say that I wasn't a witch or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that her experience would be so different from yours? Or? Well, that she would just be, um, that she would just be judgmental of me. Now, but let me, let me explain why. Like, so then I was okay, like, yeah. mm-hmm. so then I'm, I'm like preparing, you know, I'm like reading her blogs. I'm just like trying to do my research to gather all this information about her. And then I was like, why am I so freaking nervous? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm worried she's going to, like, think that I'm not worthy of, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not witchy enough or good enough. Well, why is that? Well, and then I then I re- realized, um, well, it has nothing to do with her other than I really respect her and I respect her work. Right, right. So what it really has to do with is me, mm-hmm. like, me being afraid, mm-hmm. me questioning my own value oh, and witchiness. Gotcha, gotcha. It actually doesn't have anything to do with her mm-hmm. other than that she shines and radiates magnificence mm-hmm. and that that I was scared that when I stepped up next to her or virtually over Zoom <laughs> across <laughs> from her that it would um you know that that it would make me see some things that I was scared about. Um so it doesn't have anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. She was lovely, she mm-hmm. was warm and welcoming, she was um vulnerable and shared authentically. It has nothing to do with her. 
So it was just a really great learning experience for mm-hmm. me. And I'm just so grateful, though, that I didn't project that onto her oh, good, because I, good. I nipped mm-hmm. it in the bud and I focused on myself. And then that left me in a really great space so that when she did show up, I could feel the, the nervousness and say, you know what, that's about you. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. show up for her. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that let me do that. So brilliant. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, 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 first of all, I honor your honesty and Thank your you. authenticity. And I also honor the fact that, you know, you're, you're so put together and that you have these doubts and you can work your way through them. Sorry, this is like something flying. Um, you, you, you're still working, you know, you still have these moments where you work th- your way through them, but you have the tools and you are able to work your way through them. So. Thank you. Mm, mm, great model. Thanks. What mm-hmm. about you? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because um, I was not nervous. So, so I, I think we've said this a couple of times that um, one of my things is I often don't want to meet authors of my favorite books yeah. and things like that because um yeah I just don't I, I I often don't feel the need I don't you know I, I might fan fangirl from afar but I don't need to actually meet them or in some cases I'm almost kind of afraid that they're going to turn out to be shits and mm-hmm. so so it's which better has happened right? which has happened I've I've you know over the years there's been some people whose work I admire but um I don't admire them and I it but I never got a sense that that was going to be the case here. So it was just such a delight to to talk with her. And I was just I was just so excited that um, this is someone who makes this incredible magic. And then she can also talk to us about, you know, doing yoga and Zumba and things like that. And I just and 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 on a certain level, just like with you, it kind of gave me um, a little bit of um, not support. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, it just gave it gave me a little bit more um, confidence about myself in that, you know, here's someone who's all of these things and I can be someone who's all of these things too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was pretty amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I think so. That's I think so cool. So. so feel free to, to keep listening on and you'll hear our phenomenal uh, interview with this just amazing woman and priestess. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Stay tuned. I'm gonna heal me. Please release if I I'm gonna break that do not change if I I'm gonna break break these chains if I I'm gonna break these chains if I Well, welcome to our our interview of Kelliana. Um, we're so excited about this. But first, let's just get started before we say anything else. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's get started by actually say, uh, get just introducing this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman that we're so excited to have here. Um, so Kelliana is an accomplished musician and performer worldwide. Uh, her songs are brilliant evocations of goddess-inspired folk music, and she's also a certified teacher of spirit song, which is a powerful tool for accessing the authentic sound that is you and entering into spirit. Kelliana facilitates chant circles at festivals and shops all over the states. Uh, she's a collector of chants and takes great joy in sharing these chants in her circles. She is experienced in the art of ritual chant and uses song to move energy, to 
to celebrate the ancient mysteries and to strengthen intention. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm thrilled. I am. So, we're so glad that you could be a part of this. We've been uh, just anticipating this for, for months and months and months. Mm. And so um, we're, we're glad you can join us. Um, so why don't you get us started? Sure. So how would you describe yourself and your spiritual practice? I am very much an eclectic, solitary um, pagan, really. I had some formalized training when I was in my early 20s. And okay, I'm 53, almost 54 now. So I've been on the path for over 30 years. So I'm going way back. But I did get some really, I was in a small coven of three with, you know, uh, really like one of those strict high priestesses, you know what I mean? Mm. And the best thing about it, it was way too constrictive for me. I'm too much of a free spirit and I'm mm. way green, 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 you know? Um, and she was very much like Alexandrian. So it was a little too mm. structured oh, wow. and rigid for me. But that being said, the first thing out of the gate I learned was responsible intention mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how to you know, really be safe with your magic. And of course we all make mistakes and flex our magical muscles and have things blow up in our faces early on. It happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I learned responsible, the, the real responsibility of doing magical works and intention and how careful you need to be to make it safe for yourself and for anyone else really basically around you. So that was the really best thing I learned about it. Other than that, I, I railed against the structure of it <laughs> and the restrictions of it. And we would get like pages of, of text with our parts highlighted. We'd be reading them in circle. I was like, what? Blah, you know? It's like me, I just like run out under the hemlock tree and like throw up my arms and there's ritual right there you know and I don't have to say anything you know yeah. or I'll sing it you know so I'm really um no structure at all I can just like decide at 11 o'clock at night I'm gonna go light the fire and do a little ritual and then I'm like oh I'll make an incense what do I have in the spice cabinet I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't plan very much uh but and then after you know more than three decades on the path I I just realized that, you know, every moment of my life is intention and every step I take, every breath, every decision, every choice, it's all magic. It's all intention. And that's what life is, really. You don't have to set a circle to do it. You can just breathe it every day. That's wonderful. I, Thank you. I just I wish that I had known. So it took me decades to figure that out. Like I wish because because everything in books is always like stand 45 degrees and hold your athame up at 60 degrees and say these exact. And, and I was like, nah, but I thought that that meant I wasn't, a, I identify as a witch. I thought that meant I wasn't a witch, mm -hmm. but then I, I like, I just hear you talking. I'm like, well, I wish I would have known like, that, known that like, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, but, well, but my first kind of, I was doing like a little workshop. I guess it was a shielding workshop. I was very young and into this, this journey and we did this class and the woman's like, imagine this gorgeous soft blue light surrounding you in a bubble of protection. And for me, like this, like plates of armor, like the back car just came up around my whole body doo -doo 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 -doo, and just closed <laughs> me up. And I was just like, I think I'm doing it wrong. So <laughs> at the end of class, I went to the woman, I'm like, I couldn't find the blue light. She's like, what do you mean? 
mean? I was like, well, I just had like plates of armor that just came all around me. She goes, honey, you have no problem. You did just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's like, it is so individual to people, but it's great to get the base knowledge. You know, I think 10 or 15 years after I had started doing magical work, I found an elementary witchcraft book and it was for beginners and I went back and read that thing from cover to cover just Mm -hmm. to remind me of what the real basics really are and intentions really Mm -hmm. are for ritual Mm because things can get very much pageantry and and theatrical depending Mm -hmm. on you know the situations and that's when I get a little bit lost. It doesn't feel so authentic to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not yeah, that I have anything against beautifully crafted ritual. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And um, but sometimes if it gets a little too, too out, you know, inauthentic, it's hard for me to really feel it. I guess yeah, is yeah. what I need to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask. Um, so this question, we got to you through your music. Um, that's how, uh, you know, my first experience of you was with, you know, listening to your music. And and to me, your music is so expressive of so many of these ideas that you're just saying, right? And so um, my, I, I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, um, like, your path, your journey, your faith, and your music, and, you know, maybe the connections, or if there's, you know, if how you feel about that. Um, I've always been a singer and I'm starting at young junior high. I was singing in rock bands and Uh my first band was me and like four guys. And we were called Medusa way back when I was 13 years old. Nice. Um, Did you know you were were pagan back then? Or is that a coincidence? No, it was a coincidence. But we were heathens because my parents were both excommunicated from the Catholic church before I was born. So we really didn't have any structured religion. I mean, my mother would dress us up and bring us to church on Easter, you Mm -hmm. know? But other than that, honestly, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Okay. My sister went to CCD and my parents just gave up after that. (laughs) I had a babysitter. Uh, My next door neighbor was a wonderful hippie woman. She Mm -hmm. was... um, she taught Bible school. Mm-hmm. She's a Protestant. So mm-hmm. it was during the summer she was teaching and she took me to Bible school. I was maybe eight years old. And um, I remember wave, raising my hand in the middle of Bible school class and saying, well, if the little children in Africa don't know about God and Jesus, well, then, you know, how can they, how can you hold that against them if they don't know? Mm-hmm. You know, I go, how, and she, she, left me at home with her husband and <laughs> no. would not take me to Bible school anymore because I was asking way too many questions. Eight years old. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, junior, no, like high school, I think I had an advanced uh, social studies class like my sophomore year, mm-hmm. maybe, and he did a world religions section. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to get the gist that the myth- mythology that I had been s- obsessed with since like Sinbad stuff, mm-hmm. that was uh, actually ancient belief. And it, that's when the seed started. And it wasn't until I was in my early twenties that I met a witch and, um, you know, all the questions eventually were answered. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, I met this woman. I was I was doing a gig and um with a rock a blues band I sang with. And I, it was full moon, and I was out on the back porch where there was nobody, and I'm just standing under there like, you know, just like totally zoning out of the moon. <laughs> and a gorgeous woman comes, Stevie Nicks looking woman comes outside, 
And I think it was my harmonica player followed her out. And he's like, hey, Heidi, did you do your uh, sacrifice any chickens in your backyard today? And she said, I did a ritual in my backyard, but there were no chickens involved. And the first thing in my mind was like, what does she mean? What ritual? What is she talking about? I wanted to know exactly yeah, yeah, she, yeah. this ritual she did under the phone. Uh-huh. And then I think it was two weeks later, I was at rehearsal and my harmonica player shows up with this woman. And she was my first high priestess. She was the one who oh, wow. me into the path. So oh. that was um, in the 90s when I was mm-hmm. in my early 20s. But um, I had always played with bands and done music professionally. I sang in the pubs. You know, I did this and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and played with a great duo called Moonstruck and just many different incarnations mm-hmm. of music. And I was writing songs and chants and things for our little community uh, rituals in central Massachusetts. But it wasn't until I met Shauna Carroll Mm -hmm. uh, of goddess chant fame, who became my (laughs) teacher and mentor. She took me to Glastonbury to the goddess conference. The first time I came in as a lead singer with um, a production, we were doing a live production of goddess chant. So we, went to Stonehenge on the way to Glastonbury in the morning. And I never in my life have been so exhausted and just defeated. I was playing with a band of like five guys and me. We we're going to like write a great album. And all they did was like drink beer and smoke cigarettes and fight. Nothing ever happened. So I remember stomping around Stonehenge when we were doing kind of our silent ritual and just being like, okay, I think, I think it's time for me to stop music. I think I should just you know, give up, go cubicle, just like settle it in because this is too, too exhausting. I felt like I was dragging a boat anchor around, but I, as I was contemplating in this silent ritual Shauna had us, we came together in the center and she asked us to share what came to us. And I opened my mouth up inside the stones of Stonehenge at six o'clock in the morning. And I started singing Stonehenge. No, my message (laughs) was to, you know, break the break the things that were were holding me back to let them go. And basically what she said is like, you're already on the path. Just open your eyes. And then I get to Glastonbury and there's 500 goddess loving women there. And people are singing music to the goddess and chanting to the goddess and performing music to the goddess. It was like this huge light bulb. I'm like, oh, my gosh, people want this music. I have this music. (laughs) <laughs> I left the conference. I went home and started recording Lady Moon the beginning of October. And before the end of the month, that CD was done. It was like a purging Lady Moon. Wow. And I mm-hmm. sent a copy back to the Goddess Conference before New Year's and said mm-hmm. that I wanted to play there next summer. And mm-hmm. I was headlining. And so within a year, Lady yeah. Moon went international like that because of the goddess conference. But that is how I married my spirituality and married my music and that changed my life. And I have played on in 13 countries on three continents from you know Australia to Manitoba and had these amazing experiences because I asked the goddess for guidance and she gave it to me. I have to say, um, I, I I was taking some notes. It's one of the things that strikes me, and we're kind of going off script here. I didn't expect, we never stick to the script. <laughs> I love anymore. going off script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things, when I listen to your music, sometimes I think, and and and, and this is just me, I'm, I'm not saying this is what your music is doing, but what I hear is like blues or gospel. And it's just like this, <sighs> and so I, when you said that you sang with a blues band, I was like, oh. 
okay. I get that. I get that. It is, I, I, to, it, I receive this as so heart and soul felt. And, and sometimes it just seems as if it's, it's, it's less about the words and more about that, just like outpouring of, of, I don't know, spirit or something like that. And, oh, oh that's just so it's, I, I'm so happy to hear that, you, <laughs> you, that, that, um, you know, whatever your experience might've been with these, with these bands or whatever, but I could hear some of, some of that experience, some, some of that, um, you know, just uh, probably you've honed your craft or whatever with performing with these bands. Yeah. I mean, it all started there. I've always been very passionate. I'm a Pisces, a very emotional, very passionate, you know, and, and um, having a voice, having that voice, you know, of music to relay a message is just like, I've always sang, always. I've always known I was capable of. I always mm -hmm. saw myself doing wonderful things in life. I saw it. I knew it, I was capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and it just took me, you know, to take the courageous steps to just do it, you know? And, um, you know, having a life of, as a music you know, as a career was not an easy choice. You know, the pandemic pretty much squashed all that. I'm doing yeah. some bookkeeping work and going to school to get an associate degree in accounting just so that, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a musician. I'm going to be working until I'm in my seventies. I need some way to make a living. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah. at my age, you know, traveling and traipsing around the country and spending a couple months in Europe every summer, I'm, I won't be doing that anymore. I mm -hmm. will be touring. I will be performing once it's safe again, but on mm -hmm. the scale that I had done, mm -hmm. not anymore. No. So, yeah. uh, but everything I do is always just to supplement my music because I'm already booked to play at the goddess conference in Glastonbury next summer. I had to cancel it twice, 2020 and 2021. Yeah, so they, yeah. they emailed me this week, said, are you coming? Are you coming next year? I'm like, I'm there. If it's safe, I am there. <laughs> so um, they're already starting to, to, and then people heard I'm going and then they wanted me to go to Switzerland and they wanted me to go to Holland. You're like, already ah. in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to stay. It's exhausting and mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. not it's not profitable. It, mm -hmm. it ends up being draining after, you know, um, it's, it's a difficult, a difficult mm -hmm. life. And I'm getting older, man. I'm not 20 anymore. I want my Netflix. <laughs> I want my cuddles with my dog and my man, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'm yeah. I get that. Forming, but doing uh -huh. a lot more stuff online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that we've learned is how to make these connections in other ways. Right. Yeah. That's why I've, I've been teaching workshops online. They work out amazing. Lots of zoom interviews and concerts. It's we're, you know, we've learned how to use this technology to our advantage and thank mm -hmm. the gods that we have it because mm -hmm. we're able to stay in touch and, mm -hmm. you know, with, with my fans and, and, and that's really important. Yeah. And yeah. you've been able to do your blog posts. You started that. Right. I got invited um, by Elaine Brown to do uh, the Pagan Song. It's pagansong.com. And um, they started it from their kind of Crow Woman band, but they expanded it out to be like a, a weekly blog. So mm -hmm. she asked me to do the first post and it was um, uh, the story behind the song. So mm -hmm. I did the story behind the Warrior Queen song and how that inspired us fantasy fiction book trilogy it was pretty amazing mm -hmm. and then the second one I did I, I do a lot of work with the inner warrior that's kind of my thing so the mm -hmm. second post post this couple weeks ago was um a warrior and every woman mm -hmm. yeah and that's one of their top 20 red posts 
across the entire site, I guess. So yeah. As it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, so so let's kind of take a, a left turn. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned the you mentioned the the Warrior Queen series. You want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, the Warrior Queen song was a song on my first album, and um, it's a song lo- loosely based on uh, Nordic myth about a queen who dies on the battlefield. And I basically start begin the story at her death. She's tethered to her body. She's kind of floating above and watching what's happening below. And she's narrating it kind of as it goes. And ultimately what she's looking for is to be burned on her funeral pyre so she can be released. So she's talking about what's happening. And ultimately at the end, you know, they, they do her ceremony and, and that's the end of the song. So I played the song for my mom when I wrote it. And she's like, I love it. What's the story? I go, that's the story, mom. She's died. She goes, no, that's the story of her death. I want to know about her life. So I think way back then in 2004, I started thinking about that. And I would take notes over the years on ideas that I had. And then I um, was booked to perform in Australia at the Australian Goddess Conference. And I hooked up with my best friend, Wendy Rule. And we did a three and a half week tour in Southern Australia together. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. us in a little Mitsubishi van driving all over the place. Um, and when I was in Australia at the Goddess Conference, I met a woman named Kali Cargill. Mm-hmm. And she had written a beautiful book called Daughters of Time that I picked up there and loved. And I loved her. She was a wonderful woman. And then the next summer I was in Glastonbury and I sit down at my, my CD table and right next to me, who's there? Kali Cargill. She's sitting right next to me. So we started talking and hanging out through the conference. And I told her, I said, I always had this idea for a book. I go, well, not really a book. It's more like a trilogy. And we started talking about it. She's like, oh, it's very interesting. And the next day in the morning, before we were even open, I walked in with my coffee and she walks up to me and we stood there face to face and just started nodding at each other. (laughs) And we we started right then and there planning and writing the book series so it's the warrior queen chronicles um it's a trilogy two books are released we have tapestry of dark and light and tapestry of strength and sorrow those are the two books released we're working on book three right now actually yeah yeah so i i haven't read the second one yet but the one of the things that strikes me about the first is that it's very poetic and um and not only is it poetic but i love like the music references like they're you know they're singing the fit i think it's like the fisherman songs and things like that and and so did you is that kind of well would you care to speak to that (laughs) is that me telling you what i think it is (laughs) well yeah kali and i we always plan the story pretty much she writes she writes the text mm-hmm. I write I've been writing little excerpts like um there's an Angan Island is where kind of the witches live and I I'll write the the excerpts from Angan Island but we Kali will be what do you want to integrate in and we'll integrate in song and you know different lyrics from songs and you know we always plan all that stuff together so it's just very organic she'll be like mm-hmm. I think we need I, I want a song for this or you know, we need to write something for that. And there's, so we just, we put it together. It's the best collaboration I've ever had. I mean, I work really well with other women in, in the right circumstances, but with Kali, 
you know, people say we're on the same page. Well, we're on the same word on the same page. Like every, <laughs> every time like you're writing a book <laughs> without fail. I mean, and we've been this, we've been at this for years now. I yeah. adore her. In yeah. fact, I have a conference call with her tomorrow night so we can uh, progress the story some more. And um, I love it. I love the books. I actually, I have a Patreon campaign and um, besides doing once a month concerts, I do uh, chapter readings. I'm getting through book one. I think I'm at like chapter 27 of book one. And then I'm going to go on to book two. So I'm narrating, um, just reading the chapters basically as part of, uh, you know, gifts for my patrons. It's so much fun. I love I books. I that, yeah, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and, and just in case people would like to find you, can they find you as Kelliana on Patreon? Yes. K-E-L-L-I-A-N-N-A. Okay, great. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I, I was just curious if you felt like you had influences that really like helped you become who you are or create your music. Definitely. Um, my early influences from childhood were like um, Julie Andrews and yes. Judy Garland, um, Nina Simone. Oh, I'm passionate about Nina <laughs> since like yeah, my yeah. teens. Um, Janis Joplin, mm. um, a lot of just powerful female vocalists. And then, you know, in this life of this genre, it's Shauna Carroll mm -hmm. and it's Jonna Runnels, who's an amazing uh, drummer and singer from Glastonbury, England. She was my, my drum teacher and really instrumental, like Shauna, in getting me kind of the push I needed to go. So they've been hugely um, influential to me as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I guess my question, um, you know, I, I hear that, you, you know, you were doing, you know, you had your bands and then you felt this music coming out of you when you were in, in Stonehenge. Um, so do you, because some of your music is not necessarily particularly pagan. Um, would you say it's maybe um, Celtic or Nordic or um, I write or folk? I write from, I write about the stories that speak to me. Mm -hmm. So I am not traditionalist. I write from Nordic myth. I write from Celtic myth. I write from indigenous American myth, Greek. It doesn't matter to me. It's about the story. So the I call story. myself a storyteller. I'm mm -hmm. just telling this, like every st storyteller has their own voice, tells a story in their own way. I'm mm -hmm. taking that story and I'm telling it in my way. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Shall I? Okay. So so um if someone could only listen to one of your songs and one of your pieces to kind of get to know who you are. That's the <laughs> hardest question. Right I know, there. I know that's <laughs> um, but I think globally hugely popular song of mine is I Walk with the Goddess. Mm -hmm. that song is like iconic people think it's it's a traditional they don't know that I wrote it in 2003 you know um I actually mm -hmm. saw a review on Amazon of I Walk With The Goddess and it said I love this traditional song pagan song but I think I like Kellyanna's version the most I was like well thank you because I wrote it <laughs> <That's great>. wow <laughs> that in eight different languages all mm -hmm. over the world. I've wow. had emails and messages from people globally. 
I had a message from Klaus from Denmark who used it for his, you know, initiation ritual. And mm. I've had, you know, emails from Mexico where they used it in their song circles and Slovakia. I mean, it is, it's so universal. Um, I guess that would be, be the song that I would have to choose. <laughs> okay. It's been a hard, hard choice, but that would and be a good I place know to start. There's- yeah, because there's, in, in, in my opinion, there's such breadth, just, you know, such diversity in, in terms of your music. And now that you've explained that it's not so much stylistic, but it's more whatever the story is that you're trying to tell. It makes so It's stories. It's experiential. I write about sacred places I visit. I write about maybe uh, ceremony or gatherings or, or sabbats or, I mean, I don't, I, I'm all over the board. It's just inspiration comes and I just kind of go with it. I, mean, I have no rhyme or reason. I don't read or write music. Everything mm-hmm. just comes from the soul. I have to figure it out on my guitar because I don't really know what I'm doing, but yeah, it all yeah. works. So I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's so amazing. When you say, you know, Janice Joplin and Nina Simone, that's, that makes so much sense to me because I hear like this, you know, this raw um emotion that you know it seems so authentic that you're I love just raw and real that's what I'm going for when even when I record my cds I mean sometimes I have fun really producing something really like big but other than that it's just I just really want I almost want it so that when I walk onto a stage at a little shop in Minnesota that I can perform like what you hear on my cd I want it Mm -hmm. to be almost as real and true as to what I really do as just little old me you know out there in the world doing my thing I like the raw and real it's what I love to listen to and Mm -hmm. it's how I like to present my music Mm -hmm. yay can I take another left turn so that's two lefts (laughs) which make it a 180 (laughs) all right um so I am, I am a very, I, I consider myself an energy witch um, and I'm very in my body and very movement oriented. And I was curious as for somebody with such, such a, a passion about music, I was curious how you experience that in your body. Oh, well, it's intense. When I sing physically, I'm singing. I feel like I'm standing in like this column of like rushing energy coming from the ground, like through me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm this conduit. It just comes crashing out of me. It's so intense. It's just Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and then when I'm done, I'm high as a kite. And then an hour later, I'm just like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) completely. And that being said, the energy comes out, it feeds the audience, the audience sends it back. So then we just get this really beautiful kind of sharing of this energy because it's way more than I can handle. So mm-hmm. I have to feed it out there. And I think that's why a lot of people are just like, whoa, you know, because it's a lot of power, a lot of energy. It's coming from Mama Earth. Yeah. You know, she sent yeah. it right through me. And I just got to get out of the way and let it come through. I know, but it comes it, it comes through and, it, and it, it brings a little bit, a lot of you in there, too. So it's not yeah. just her. It's yeah. Her. Yeah. It's definitely a nice, a nice assistance. But as far as movement and dance, well, I am an obsessed Zumba person. So I became a Zumba instructor during lockdown. So I'm teaching <laughs> Zumba gold. <laughs> um, so, you know, not my music, but I think I want to do a goddess, Zumba goddess thing. One of these. One Holy. Of these cr- oh, like, my like, gosh. Like, We're there. We're so there. Old. <laughs> When we can gather safely again, I will be adding Zumba go- goddess classes to oh my, my like, gosh. 
I love it. I love it. Like, I would, I mean, can I, I do such and such at Zumba? You know, she'd let me do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> we'd bring our whole circle. Right. <laughs> oh my God, it'd be so much fun. Oh, it would be. It oh my would gosh. be. Why, why hasn't that been done before? Like, this yeah. is a great idea. It really yeah, Don't is. tell anybody. No. We can literally walk with the goddess while we walk and zoom, you know. Like a little salsa in there, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Get this going oh on. my gosh yes i love it i love it <laughs> and and i love the fact that i mean so so here we have this really really powerful music right and we're connecting with that and then we're like really grounding ourselves in our body i don't know we might... <laughs> i think i'm on to something yeah i think, I think so i'm gonna too. be offering some goddess zumba this winter we'll do it to like some perfectly awesomely pagan songs i think oh, I, so I love that idea <laughs> i love that idea so so as you like as you go through your day i mean i know music is such a, a, a an important part for you um a part of you and um how much i mean like as you know how much does that figure as you go like what does a day look like for you a normal day look like for you well, my, you know everything's changed so much for the pandemic mm-hmm. i mean before my day was you know my life was booking gigs planning travel getting promo together i mean you know but that's just doesn't exist anymore so mm-hmm. for me it's more like just keeping my Patreon campaign going, doing the concerts for my patrons. And, um, you know, I haven't really actively been trying to, I did, I did the Rome goddess conference virtually. I did the English goddess conference virtually. So I did some virtual stuff this summer, but I am way less active than I would like to be. You know, I haven't really done any public concerts online because we had pretty iffy Wi-Fi for a while. I really need to record my concerts and release them that way because of uh, the mountain, you know, Wi-Fi isn't really always reliable. Mm -hmm. So, but I haven't, you know, I haven't really, I haven't done it. I I feel like I got out of touch. This pandemic has like crashed it all into the ground. Um, doing the best I can. Wendy Rule is the one who enforced me to do the Patreon. She was on yeah. me for months until she made me do my Patreon campaign, which I love doing. And it does keep me recording every month. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps me with the music. I have a couple songs that I want to finish, a few songs that I want to finish and probably release as singles this winter if I can get them recorded. So yeah, not as much time as I really wish because I am in school now. So Oh, right. That's right. Yes. I got another year. Um, I take a couple classes a semester. I've maintained a 4.0 since I started. So now, of course, for my last year, I got to keep it up. You can't just start slacking your last year. So I like all this pressure on myself. Like, who cares? You're both teachers. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you are. So you got it. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's my own thing. I've always been an overachiever. It's just my deal. But I really am looking forward to doing some performances. I got some stuff starting to get booked for next year. because I'm really hopeful that we can have some sense of new normal that doesn't, you know, mean we're staying home for another year. I mean, my God, please, I need to get out. So hopefully my first gig will be in March. I'm praying. And then I'm planning on going to England and I'll just start booking stuff once it's safe to do so. And I'm probably going to flood on in. There'll be more than than what I can actually do. I, yeah, happens. yeah. I, I suspect that a lot of us are kind, are going to kind of overdo it a little bit for a while until we kind of hit our stride because we're just going to be just so crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, we can do this stuff. So oh, yeah, I know, I know. But it's funny you were saying, um, you know, about having to re- wanting to record because your Wi-Fi is so iffy. That's that trade-off, right? To have the beautiful 
you know, the, to have the, the nature around you and the beautiful views and, and things like that. So it is, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I got a, I got an iPad with a great, you know, record, I can record beautiful concerts. All of mine are recorded and released mm -hmm. um, privately on YouTube or unlisted on YouTube. And I can just as easily, um, you know, do it to the public too. I just haven't gotten around to doing so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. will one of these days. I know. Well, you can join my Patreon favorite. campaign for $3 a month and get a concert every month and get the book readings. I mean, I have tiers that are like three, six, 10, 15, like really reasonable. In fact, I just had somebody sign up for a few dollars the other day, you know, and um, it's just enough to keep me going, help me pay my car payment, give me the space to, you know, finish these songs and to keep, to keep going, you know? Well, and it's, and it's a beautiful way also for, uh, for the people who love your music to a support your music, but also get like that little in, like we're getting the little concert that other people aren't getting. That's exactly you know? it. And they get a 15% discount on all my website, restore stuff. So for music and merch and book, you know what I mean? So I try to offer a little bit of incentive to, to and I have wonderful patrons. I'm so grateful, you know, that people are into it and supporting me and, I love doing the concerts. They're so much yeah. fun. In fact, I'm recording tomorrow is my mm -hmm. October concert. I'm recording my Samhain concert for the patrons. So I took requests and, you know, said, what do you want to oh. hear? And then I'll, I'll fill out a little concert. They're maybe 35 minutes. They're not mm -hmm. wicked long ones, but it's Oh, fun. it sounds last fabulous. Year, last year I did a, a reading, um, Edgar Allan Poe, the, the Raven. The Raven? Yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah. I recorded the Raven. <laughs> it was like super. That's fun. a personal favorite yeah. of mine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might do stuff like that. Just try to. Oh, that's keep, great. Keep get a little more involved. The problem with me is I can't stream Facebook Live up here. It's just ah, stop and start. Much, it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's really a bummer because I'd love to be doing some stuff on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do great. offer workshops. I'm going to be doing a chant writing workshop next. Um, right now, I'm doing the nine nine moon woman's lodge, and that's a spirit song workshop. That's vocal mm -hmm. healing. We get together once a month on the Sunday closest to the full moon. Um, I started in March, um, and we had a to miss a couple months. So I'll be running it into February, but I'm just going to run that every month. It's going to be a year round thing. People can join me on zoom. It works beautifully. It's really powerful. And then I'm going to be doing probably a 12 week, um, chant writing, write mm -hmm. your own medicine, chant, write your own seasonal chants. We'll probably get together a couple times a month and have some, you know, support within that time and teach people, you know, how to, to write chants and turn mantras, mantras into music and for intention and just, I don't even know what it's going to be really fun. All I know is that is uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun for people. So if people want to pursue that a little bit more, um, can they find that on your website or mm -hmm. what's the best way they can get that information? Kellyana.com. And if you go to my website, I think at the bottom of, of my homepage and on my sales pages, there's a, a sign up for my mailing list. Okay, so that's perfect. the best way to do it is to put your name on my mailing list. That way I can send you directly the information. Facebook has become impossible to use. Uh, they block everything. I have, you know, maybe 12,000 connections on Facebook and I'm lucky if they send it to like 250 of them. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. become completely unwieldy to use. So I've been really 
pushing people to check my website and to put their name on my mailing list. And I send stuff out maybe once a month, every couple of months. I'm not peppering people with stuff, but when it's oh, good. good to be told, you can get firsthand. And usually with the, you know, my email announcements is a free song download with that. So it's, uh, it's worth it for people to, to download it. But yeah, kelliana.com is the place to, to go. That's excellent. Thank you. That's great news. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy getting to like listen to you and your experience um, as a, like uh, experiencing your spirituality through your voice and in your body. Thank you we, for having me. Oh my gosh, we're 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 still kind of squeeing. <laughs> we'll probably squeeze for a week or two, a week or two more. But um, it, it's it's such a pleasure just to you know I know your voice through your music, mm-hmm. and now to hear your voice and to hear your thoughts and. And and get a bit a little bit of history has just been wondrous for us. Thank you. Where so are you, ladies? Where are you located? We're in San Antonio, San Antonio, San Antonio Texas. We're Texas. Are you? Yeah. Well, you I know, know, I have so many fans in Texas, but I've never found like an event or anything to yeah. really okay you know, well, be hosted there. Because people are like, why don't you come to Texas? Why don't you come to Texas? You know, because yeah, I yeah. Think, we we can. How hook far you up. are you from um, where New Mexico? Pretty uh, far. Pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Texas, even... yeah. Everyone always thinks, oh, okay, te- you know, we're, we're coming to Texas. No, you're 13 hours away from us. Oh, so, so it's really um, far. See, I've never but, been to but, that part of the country, actually. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've flown into Austin, but mm-hmm. I haven't driven down there. So, you know, mm-hmm. I never know. But I never know when I'm going out to see my friend Wendy Rule, I might just have to stop through in t- San Antonio. That's right. Because she's in, she yes, a, yes. Like a house concert or something. You know? Yes, I've got a house. A circle concert. <laughs> yes, we circle, can do this. <laughs> Yeah, we can no, do this. this is, we'll hook you up. That's <laughs> how the fun tourists start right there. That's mm-hmm. how they begin. That's exactly so right. Much. I'm glad it took us 10 months to get together, but <laughs> we did it. You know, yes, we did. We did. So Thank you so Lana, much. That you reached out. Um, yeah. 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 Yes. Like, oh my gosh, this is so- I know. I'm so excited. Well, good luck with the book and with um, all of the concerts that you have coming up. And we look forward to following you. Thank you, Kimberly and Leilani. You, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. So are you. Love, 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 love. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye now. We hope you have enjoyed the magic that has unfolded here at Witchy Wit. It would be great if you would help make Witchy Wit possible and get access to exclusive content by donating on Patreon. We'd love it if you join our Witchy community and enjoy shareable content on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Would you do us a big favor and support us by rating and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts? It's free and helps witchy folks find us. Feel free to email us at witchywitpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our community. Reach out and let us know what's brewing in your cauldron. New episodes are released every second and fourth Friday. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform so our episodes go right to your playlist. You can listen as you ride your broom. Stay Stay witchy, witchy, y'all!